let's go. The time that we all been waiting on The moment all the naysayers been hating on See they been talking down on us and flexing It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan A lot of teams talking tough and can't Alright guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans I am Young Ari Gold and as usual am joined by my friend and co-host The Garnet Texan and John, I actually got a win in our Dynasty League this week. Nice. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody that laughed at me for drafting such young players is now looking like, oh, Calvin Ridley actually is going to be a player for the Falcons for the next 10 years. Yeah. I'm, oh, I forgot about Mike Williams being hurt last year and being only a second-year wide receiver. Yeah, I about cut you when you took Mahomes. And then, obviously, Mahomes. So I about cut you. I had to spend how many hours of this— podcast talking about Mahomes. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but it's not Mahomes that I was excited about. It was Andy Reid having Mahomes that I was excited about. Oh, man. So, thank you Mahomes and Ridley for just winning the game on their own for me. Well, what about that other um, other ass kicking that you saw last week? Was there an ass kicking last week? Yeah, well, I'm talking about Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly. Eminem murdered. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly should never allow... Nobody should let him near a microphone ever. I have. Me and you both are allowed to be closer to a microphone than MGK. Because that dude should never, ever pick up a pen or a freaking mic again in his life. Because it was a beatdown. You want to say something that's even crazier than Houston Twitter? It was the amount of people actually siding with M- I know, MGK. I know. Well, that's the world we live in now. They say he made a better song. Right. Like, it's more listenable. It's, it's more... That is not... A, you don't make a diss record to climb the charts. You make a diss record to make a little man feel like a little boy. And that's what Eminem did. Yeah. MGK felt like a, a very little little boy. So, yeah. I'm, I don't know. That... Whatever. Whatever. Okay, let's let's get in. Let's get uh, in. Let's, you know what's actually more mind-blowing to me? Is that we lost to the Giants? No, 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 no. The way we lost to the Giants. No, no. Still, oh, okay. still on the Eminem thing. Oh, okay. About just just to show you that no matter what Twitter you follow, and I don't even really follow that much rap Twitter, so the fact that I caught the Stan reference like right off the back, and like some of the people that didn't, I'm just my mind's blown. I mean, I just don't understand how people can like literally argue that MGK's diss was better, like. The dude started with your beard is weird. <laughs> right, like, are you kidding? That's how you're coming at Eminem, who will just slit your throat with whatever he can verbally. All of his disses were like, and then he took compliments. Eminem, him? Eminem, Eminem, <laughs> you're short. It's like you're yeah. short. You're old. Yeah, I'm short and old, and I. What do you say? I, I get. And he dresses too bad better. I, and he, he dresses, but I rap better. <laughs> And then he said he had to give him a career to destroy it. And it's so true because, like, nobody was talking about MGK. Now everybody wants to talk about MGK. Eminem was the He was a PR. MJK is one of the MGK. I don't even know if that's his name, honestly. He's one of those emo rappers. Like, he's not even. I mean, I guess he's under. um, Bad Boy. Oh, but. Diddy. 
He's opening for Panic at the Disco. No, Fallout oh, Boy. Oh, Fallout Boy. Panic at the Disco would actually be somewhat better because they're actually still like making songs that are relevant. Fallout Boy is completely irrelevant. They just have, they had a good discography when they came out. They were huge. Now they're just riding out however they can. But yeah, he's opening for a rock band. Wow. A rock band. The, the dude is awful. Awful. And yeah, I don't. I mean, I've, I, I, I listen to that. I listen to Killshot a lot. I, I, I thought it was great. I, so many lines went over people's heads and they just didn't even understand what Eminem was saying. And it's just like, you, you really honestly are going to tell me like we can't have a conversation if you honestly are going to tell me that MGK won. Like, there's no way. I mean, the whole like and then how like Eminem at the beginnings like. Uh, Stan, Stan, son, son, listen, dad isn't mad. Like, come on, dude. Like, are you kidding me? Like, well, the whole side on a starter kit. Yes. I mean, and he recycles right. I know. I know. Wait. I was like, okay, wow. yeah, sure. And I mean, I'm I'm old, I'm white, I go to country yeah. concerts, yeah. I'm not okay. the guy in the room. But you can pick it up. But shit. I'd rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Stop. And then, like, the whole Tupac line, I thought that was awesome. Dude. Because, I mean, I know you're not, like, a huge hip-hop fan, but that, that rumor has been around that Diddy played a part in killing Tupac for a long time, but it's never mentioned in rap. People don't mention it. And Eminem's like, I don't care how much money Diddy has. Like, I ride with Dr. Dre, who is friends with Tupac, who probably has the same feeling that I have, that Diddy got him killed. And then, whatever, dude. That MGK is hot garbage. So, <laughs> um, all right. That was great. It was a fun conversation. I do enjoy hip-hop a lot. Uh, I'm actually starting a hip-hop podcast that I found out today. Oh, go for it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be under the Unfiltered Network. It'll be great. It'll be nice. one of the starts. So we'll probably run that by our patron first and see how they like it. Um, we're going to do the Google Hangout thing. Uh, all right. Yeah, we got this. My wife has made a wall into a chalkboard. It's for my kid, but we'll have to take advantage well, of it. Well, I mean, at, at the point. same time, maybe we could film some things that we see on plays and then send it over to Bill O'Brien in an email and say, hey, look, this is what an actual good play design is. It looks like. <laughs> no? It's, Are we going there yet? Oh, man. Do we just want to jump right into Dude, that? Dude, fuck that guy. I'm sorry. Listen, I will say it like this. Bill O'Brien, you are one of the nicest men and... I emailed you for an interview and it was you did not have to respond. And it has put me in a tough position where I feel like I have to somewhat um, watch my words when it comes to criticizing you. I think I've been fair and I appreciate you coming on. It was one of the best experiences I'll probably ever experience in my, I guess, professional podcasting life because we are professionals. Um, but. At the same time, dude, I don't know what the fuck you are doing. And, and be prepared. This might be this might be one of the harshest podcasts we've had. I'm at a point now where I don't I don't even know what to think, John. I mean, I tr like my buddies were texting me yesterday and I was like, I'm not even mad. Like yesterday, I, I really wasn't mad. I, I was I, I was more like. I mean, I, I literally posted on the sub the day before. I, I, I said, does anybody just have a bad feeling about this game tomorrow? There was no reason for us to think that we would come in there and, and fix things. I, I can't say we witnessed anything in the first two weeks that, that made me think that Bill O'Brien was going to go back and really formulate a plan to win. 
While the Giants, on the other hand, with a rookie head coach, actually built a game plan based on our tape from previous weeks and saw exactly how to beat us and won. Yeah. I mean, we we really people could talk about how great our defense looked yesterday. They looked good for two quarters. Let's let's be clear. It wasn't a full game. So Eli Manning looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback yesterday. Tell me the last time Eli Manning looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback. What, Ben McAdoo's first year, right? I honestly, John, I don't even know what else to say anymore. I I I, I really well, don't. I, I'm truly at a loss for words. I mean, I honestly only watched about three quarters of the game. Um I'll watch more of it, but from what I saw, it was one of those culminations of a lot of the same complaints that we've had about about the Texans over the past couple of years. Yeah. They were they went from being one of the best coached teams in the league three years ago. They led the league in um having the least amount of penalties. That was what was supposed to be known for O'Brien. Now all of a sudden the offense can't even breathe without getting called for a penalty. No. We'll move the ball and then we'll just kill them, kill ourselves yeah. with penalties. And I part of me I'm pointing that to the reduction in the offensive staff. We three years ago we had eleven offensive coaches. Now we are down to eight. I think that makes a huge, huge sure, difference. Sure, more people holding people accountable. I mean, that, that just makes sense. That's common sense. Well, right. And it's just, it's it's the job of the guys to watch for things, to see what they're doing. Um, Those little things that you right. think don't come back to bite you. The but, tendencies, but noticing how, if, if an offensive lineman's jumpy, noticing how often we are calling run plays versus pass plays. Um I just, we have eight offensive coordinator or offensive coaches, including Bill O'Brien as our offensive coordinator. Who shouldn't be? And I just, I, don't, I have no problem with Bill O'Brien calling plays. I have no problem with Bill O'Brien putting his concepts in. I have a problem with the fact that we don't have enough people out there teaching. I read a great, great quote. Great excerpt from um, Peterson's book. Was that the one that you put in the patron? No, no, no. That was a different book. I read a lot. I know. Um, (laughs) uh, Doug Peterson's book, Fearless, talking about um, the Eagles Super Bowl season. He purposely hires more quality control coaches so he can get his second and third stringers more reps. Makes sense to me. Sounds like a pretty smart plan. And this is this all snowballs. This is the theory that it's been that while I was sitting on the plane last night, just kind of like building in my head. First off, our starters are getting penalties because we don't have enough coaches. Second off, we're not developing our talent because we don't have enough coaches to go around to develop the talent. Agreed. If we can't develop that talent, when we get injuries, we're thin. These guys don't have enough reps. They are learning as they're playing. Yep. Um, I think our offensive line will improve. But right now, when you put a guy who missed almost the entire training camp, and he's your starting left tackle, and yeah, he has a lot of potential. And then you put Davenport on the other side, and he's... 
He showed he had potential at the left spot. He, he did, was doing fine at left. He put him on the right. There were no complaints about there were to be honest. There were he, no complaints about him in the first half of the Patriots game. Right. Let's just be and clear. He may, he may just have the yips from being put on the right side. Maybe because you're trying. He's overthinking. Maybe. But this is something again. You have more quality control coaches. You have more guys to work with them through the week, and it's able to build up because you're able to self scout. You have more eyes on it. You have more eyes seeing these problems. Makes sense. And at this point, it's just snowballed to a point that we've got guys getting the yips. We have guys that haven't had enough reps. We have guys that don't know what they're doing. I, I, I number agree with you. number one, they don't know what they're doing. I agree with you. I think the, you're spot on. The concepts that Bill O'Brien runs, they do work. Like I have consistently work when they're executed. Yes, they actually, when they're executed. When they're executed. And I think that also comes back to coaching, though, because they're not being coached up. You have too many weak links. To be clear, are you defending Bill O'Brien? No, I'm not defending. Or are you off of Bill O'Brien? I'm pissed off at him. I think. No, that are you off of Bill O'Brien? You said last. So the week prior to last, you said you would you were going to be off if we lost to the Titans. Yeah. I'm, then last week you said I'm almost there. But I'm one foot off. If we lose to the Giants, I'm definitely off the Bill O'Brien bandwagon. Where are you today? I'm off the Bill O'Brien bandwagon. So if we fired him today, you would feel no pity and you'd be ready to move forward. I would be. I still think that he has the potential to be a good coach. I agree with you. I think he has the potential to be a great head coach. He's head coach. He's got to. He's got to humble himself a little bit here and bring in some help on the offensive side of the ball. I was talking to my buddy today. He called me and I hate when people call me on the days that we record because then I, I feel like I'm wasting like thoughts on what I would want to say tonight. And he said, what do we do? He's like, what what can we do? And I said, I said, honestly, all we could do is hope that Bill O'Brien pushes his ego to the side, raises his hand and says that I need help and that I'm willing to listen. But in Bill O'Brien's mind, he's Steve Jobs. He's the smartest guy in the room in whatever room he walks in. And to be honest with you, he's not even as smart as Steve Jobs' assistant. Because Steve Jobs' Steve Jobs' assistant would at least raise his hand and say, I need help. Yeah. Bill and O'Brien can't do that. Bill O'Brien. And that's honestly, his problem. Here, here's the most frustrating thing about what we're doing. You don't actually have to change any of the concepts that they're running. You have to change when they're running them. And you have to change... The execution. You have to have people to help them coach about coach it up. I would agree with you. And the problem with that is with just with a limited staff, with Bill Ryan not listening, I don't I, I don't know we don't know what's going on in the locker room. We don't know what feedback the other coaches are giving him. Well we do. Did you not see the report that came out? What's that? About how uh um one of the uh assistant coaches showed somebody they left the source unknown, uh, showed a text message of basically saying that they are micromanaged by Bill O'Brien and that nothing can change. And that they're that all of his coaches are frustrated with him and that Brian Gain and Bill O'Brien are not fundamentally sound and are not aligned as we would think that they would be. That came out today. I mean... I'm just saying it came out. Not not saying it's true, but ask yourself this question, John. If you knew 
you had talent and you're an assistant coach. You knew you had talent. You knew you had the players there to be able to be successful. And you had one person who made every decision and never asked for any feedback or advice on how to change things. How would you feel as an assistant coach? Would you feel like an assistant coach or would you feel like somebody that was just there? No, you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. And that's so it may be a source and it may not be true. But I, I have a feeling there's a lingering feeling on the team right now in general. There's something there. I don't want to say a fire Bill O'Brien because I agree with you. I think he could be a great head coach. I think we've seen glimmers, glimpses of him being a good head coach. I think his players want to play for him. I think the problem is he is a good head coach that is taking on way too much. Yeah. He's just taking on way too much. Right. And, and I, he's micromanaging everything. I don't disagree with that. I think that it's one of those when you, some people, when they when they feel pressure, that's how they react. Yeah. They try to take over everything. Especially as he leaders. Can't, and he cannot relax enough to let other people do their jobs. And it's causing him to be blinded to certain things. He, he's always had a problem with self-scouting. Always. We've talked about how Bill O'Brien obviously has his favorites. He has his guys. Always has. And I don't know if it's A, he doesn't get let his backups get enough reps. At this point, for instance, Ryan Griffin, let the two rookies play. Griffin it. There's no point of Griffin being on the field. Yeah, he should not be. Not he's a, not, not better not, than either one of those. No, he's not. He he's, Both of those guys are better hit, than Ryan Griffin. He's hit, their, he's hit his ceiling. He's better than blocking only because he's done it longer, and he's not even good at it, and to be clear. And he gets I was going to say, to be clear, I, I, he's not good at Jordan it. Jordan Thomas can at least take up space and cause them to have to run around him. He at least, yeah. Griffin I, gets ran right through, and he's going to get Watson killed. What I mean by that is Griffin has a better understanding of blocking, but he's not. He's just, he doesn't deserve to be on the field. Right. Let those two young guys come up. And get better. Get as many reps as possible. And then... And then the Thomas second is thing, a player, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a player. And Akins is too. Yeah. The two tight ends that we drafted, they're going to... Oh, I agree. Two years from now. Here, well, that'll be my... Let's, that'll, let's get that, into the positive That'll be player. my next rant. Uh, no, I don't have another positive. Oh. The other, other part is just look at the continued use of Lamar Miller. Oh, we thought and praised, actually, the last two games, how we thought it changed. Right. And then they decided... With the best defensive tackle in football, I don't think it's arguable. Let's to run it straight into Damian Harrison. Let's just run it in his face. The this logic not, behind that is what? This is not Marshawn Lynch where you can just hit no, him in the face and hit not. him again and again and again. It's not. And that, that crazy little loop. No. That's not Lamar Miller. No, it's not. And and honestly, even and if, if we were going to try that, they probably should have given Blue or yeah. or Buddy Howe some more carries. Yeah. And just hit him with fresh legs over and over and over. I agree. But when my wife can text me that they're going to run Lamar Miller, I love my wife. And she should not be able to tell you that. No, she usually sleeps through the game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ser- seriously, that's how predictive we come. Yeah. Every first down, we're running. It's not a surprise. The league knows. And that's almost why our offense kind of wakes up when we're in a hole, because we don't run it every first down. Almost. I'm about to say, it's at least 85% of the it's time. Still we 85. run it up on first. Up, uh, Yeah. Granted, if we get a positive play on first down, we're going to get a penalty anyway, so who fucking cares? Okay, so, look, I, I, I first of all, I want to say, I, I don't think... 
that anybody else is going to hear that take about the uh, offensive assistance from anywhere else, uh, including Pat, who I'll get to later. Um, you're right. I mean, if you think about it, just think about it from a from from any managerial place that anybody's ever worked. Put yourself in that position. If you have more eyes on the operation, you have more people that are able to see the things that go wrong. And it's just, literally common sense. You need those opinions. You need those eyes. It may not or, even be opinions that you need. Well, it may it be, maybe be able to correct those players while watching. You well, may not have to go back to Bill it O'Brien. Just, and it just goes back to the. It goes back to the self scouting. Correct. Hey, Bill, let's not do that with Lamar. No, nah, Lamar told me he's got it. I don't think anybody feels comfortable telling him that. Right. Though. I don't think one person on the on the on the coaching staff feels that they can say something like that to Bill O'Brien. I think that's why the whole George Gotzi thing happened. I think Gotzi might have said something. I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not gonna. Speak. I mean, we're going way far yeah, back. That's that's I'm speculation, and I'm not trying to turn. I I still don't want to turn Bill O'Brien into the devil. I just mm. <laughs> tell me how he isn't because he's a football coach. He's not the devil. He's, he's the football devil. He's try. He is trying to win. He's not trying to tank. Really? He's getting in his own way. I'm convinced that that's why we're not worried about signing Oliver's because he knew coming into the season he was going to get, I mean, clowning because he knew he was going to get Oliver out of U of H. That seems to be the game plan for me. Convince me otherwise, John, because nothing on film is showing me that this team is ready to play. They're not. No. They're not. We're still players we are still, on different pages. They don't we, even know how to answer anymore on the, on interviews after yeah. the game. They're we all still, they're all over the place. We're still playing like it's the preseason, and, I'm, and then they're and, still playing sloppy football. Yeah, and and Deshaun actually he did have some ducks. I, I do want to make sure that that is out there. He had some throws yesterday where it was almost like like there was an out route I saw that went straight into the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking like. Okay, this is the second year now. You you better you need to get back to sticking to your mechanics and put everything into that ball because you can't just be throwing ducks like that. But he had a good game yesterday. I don't think he was the Deshaun we expect, but you could have won with that Deshaun. Well, people were still complaining that all of his yards were garbage time yards. How? Dude, what are you supposed to? I don't understand that logic. We went two years without a 300-yard passer. Uh, did we? Yeah, we did. Really? We went for that stretch from when um, Fitz, Fitz? Fitz blew up. In Titanland? In Titanland, all the way to... Deshaun? Was it Savage? No. Some, somebody, Savage never threw for 300. Somebody threw for He three, won with the Niners. Somebody... Yeah, no kidding. He will watch. Somebody threw 300 before Deshaun. Mm. But it was from Fitz, and then we went through that whole stretch. Maybe Brock did once? Hoyer might have once. Hoyer had some good games for us. But we went through a long stretch without a Either way. passer, even when we were getting blown out. So it's still something to accomplish. I mean... I just I, I saw a lot yesterday on Twitter of people bashing Deshaun, saying that he's not as good as we thought he was. And it's like, dude, are you, fu- are you fucking kidding me? Are you, well, are you, are you, is that really your take? Because that's such an easy take. I get it. Because what made Watson amazing last year is if we got in the red zone, we scored. Correct. This year, it's corrected the entire opposite direction. But when you're getting penalties in every red no, zone, it's, visit, I'm not saying it's his fault. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not I saying that's his what fault. you were saying. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Why he looked sure. so amazing sure, sure, last sure, sure, year, sure. like he was about to be the second. Coming, I agree. Is if he touched the ball, we scored a touchdown. I agree. If we got in the red zone, we scored a touchdown. I agree. He overcame everything. I agree. This year. 
through sometimes it is fault of his own, but not entirely fault of his own. Sure. The Lamar the Lamar Miller um Yeah Moss catch that that was on Deshaun. <laughs> yeah. That's not on anybody else. And it's and I know he's just trying to make a play, and I get it. But not that play, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the first not time. Not that play. That's not the first time he's had a decision no, like this. No, it's not. And you know what? And, but he's going to. It's only his that's, ninth game, guys. That's fine. Yeah. That is a good thing that he's throwing interceptions, believe it or not. I agree with you 100%. It's all Colin Cowherd concept. I, I agree with you. He's willing to take risks. Yeah. I would rather him be willing to take a risk and us live to fight another day than... Dink and dung Dak. He's gonna get. He's gonna get sacked. Let's, like, oh well, yeah, we know that. <laughs> he's gonna get hit like David Carr. Can we just IR? Don't say that. Can we just IR Kiki and bring back Prosh? Just for pass protection. Exactly. Point. No. However, no. Seriously. However, that's serious. However, that's the other problem. What? We've only got two receivers that can get open after Ellington got hurt. I know. Who? By the way, everybody's using as like. Uh, look, I, I knew it was going to happen, but those same people want to extend Clowney to a Donald Magdale. So I don't really know. Hey, I, said, I don't really know where that's going, but whatever. I, I said the day we signed Ellington, guess what's going to happen? We he's knew it, get, though. Get your hopes up and he's going to get hurt. But here's here's the problem. It's kind of not a defense of Bill O'Brien, but when we're his offense, I've talked about it last year. This is going to blow a lot of people's mind. Bill O'Brien's offense, when he's running his offense, is actually pretty simple. But he needs several players that can step in and do different things. We don't have a... Right now, Lamar Miller, he can't run a route to save his life. No. He has fantastic hands, but he can't run a route. Where's Tyler Irvin? I know. Seriously. I mean, Tyler Irvin can run routes. He's uh, shown a route tree. I absolutely agree. And no, there's a reason why I expected him to be on the team, not just for special teams. How is he not? How is he not on the field during those plays? That seriously, I think that goes back to our self scouting. I don't, I really don't know. They like him enough that they've kept him. He has shown enough, even back through college that he can run at least a basic route tree. Hell, we, he's listed on ESPN fantasy as a wide receiver. He took snaps all last preseason as a slot wide receiver. Yeah. Once Ellington got hurt, I was sure we would see more Irvin, and we didn't. No, we really we didn't saw see. Vincent we saw Smith, Vincent Smith, and that's it. Not a good route runner yet. No, and he, he shouldn't is, be. He is and he fast. Shouldn't be. He is big. Sure. He is a work in progress. Yes. And two years from now, I'm sure he'll be a very good contributor. He's probably not going to be a star. No. He might be. He's got the physical skills, too. He's got the things that you can't teach. He's used to being faster than everybody and bigger than everybody, and he's still got to learn. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Why are we not running two tight end sets and, and, and chipping the edge? Seriously, why are we like? Why both are we a- not both Akins? Just a chip it doesn't even need to and be a full Thomas block. Have shown the ability to a get a little bit of somebody run a route and make a catch. Why yeah, are they? That's how Jordan actually more? made his catch. Was he leaked out after a block? That thirty-five yard pat. He was blocking originally. 
Why are we not doing that? Why are we not trying to at least protect Deshaun? You made the bonehead fucking decision to switch a comfortable left tackle that was actually showing development and progress to the right because your long-term plan is to play this way with Rankins or Rankins on the left and Davenport on the right. Why would you not try to help those two? Not even just Deshaun. Why would you not try to help them? Build them confidence. That... I get what he was trying to do with that switch, but it's not working. And it's not working now. We need to go back to Davenport on the left. If you have to, put in Kendall Lamb on the right. I know he's not great. I know he's not a starting tackle. But you have at least one guy who can play tackle on the left side. Why would you not want to do that? To me, that's boneheaded. And unfortunately, we're kind of at the point where we're two and a half games in. Or, or with Davenport right now, it's more mental. Sure. You think he's going to get over it now? Yeah, Fuck no. Just, he's no, way fucking to, worse. You, you move him back over to the left, you're just going to mess we don't, with him more. I'd rather find that and say, hey, this is where you're staying. We're not going to move you again. You're left tackle until you show you can't be a left tackle anymore. This is your position. Don't even think about the right ever again. Go back to what you were doing. Forget what we've tried to teach you on the right. Adapt to how you played prior, and we will figure out the right side. But if you keep him at right tackle, the dude's shot. He, he's scared. Yeah. And he also knows he's causing his team to lose. That well, is not something one man should deal with. Right. He's they, Especially as a second-year player. I think, honestly, the media has gotten into their heads. Or at least his head. I think the media's gotten into everybody's head. Yeah, well, yeah. Because they're all shit anyways. <laughs> Except for we, Paul Gallant. Paul did awesome. Did you see his question today? I did. That was great. That was great. I mean, but at this point, Houston media, as it kind of should be, is a little bit shell-shocked. We've had some shitty football teams. This is the worst. We've had some teams that have truly, truly underperformed. What year was it we started 0-4? There was a season. we started, I think 08. Either way, yeah. It just feels like with this team, there's too much talent to be this bad. Yeah. We have talked about our depth. We have talked over and over about our depth, and we found some on the defensive line. Yep. But we knew we were going to be thin at the offensive line yep. and at and at corner. Yep. Take injuries to either one of those bad things were going to happen. Yep. Well, we've had two injuries on our offensive line. Bad things happened. One injury was all it took to really screw up our secondary. And I still think our secondary is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh Colvin did not look good yesterday, by the way. Zach Cunningham, our boy. Yeah, he looked he, lost. He, he looked lost. He could not turn around and make a play. How do you go? But to be honest with you, like covering Barkley is just yeah. Uh, he's a, he's like he's well, just imagine think, Clowney playing running back. Well, that's pretty put, much what he is. I saw a couple of plays where he had to cover Beckham. Yep. And then he had a couple of plays where he had to cover Barkley. In the, yeah. I'm pretty sure my head would be screwed up too. Oh yeah. And it looked like his biggest issue with the coverage is he wasn't able to finish it. He wasn't able to he turn was, around and try to make a play. Right. It, he was, it was always too early. Eli put it where it needed to be early enough to where he couldn't make the yeah. adjustment. He was there, but he just couldn't finish it. I'm not which, I'm not I'm not worried about Cunningham. There's too much instinct and too much skill to worry about Cunningham. He just had a bad game. It's gonna happen. B Mac, by the way, where the fuck is he? Is he on the field? Is he good? Does he play still? Is he able to stop the run? He's totally fucking disappeared this whole season. Seriously. It's like no, he, he fucking really got has. paid and checked the fuck out. 
Cunningham and, our, and Cole should be the ones that are out there more right if, now. Yeah, right now, absolutely. Cole can stop the run and cover. Cunningham can somewhat stop the run, at least if it's an outside run. He's not really going to go up the middle and stop it, but he can go, he can cover those outside counters and tosses. Cole can stop the run immediately. BMAC has disappeared, dude. It's, yeah. Everywhere you look right now, you want to pull your hair out with the team. And here's the worst part. They can put stretches, two quarters together, where they look really good. The worst part, John, is the fact that all day today I kept telling myself, based on the schedule and the talent of this team, we could still finish 10 and 6. Yeah, that is still... Seriously, that's, I mean... That is still, that's a realistic range of And it's so shitty because at the end of the day, I know that's not, like, I know... That's not a Houston sports thing, and it's definitely not a Houston football thing for us to be able to do that. We're going to lose to the Eagles. We're going to lose a game to the Jags. Maybe a game to the Colts. Other than that, I think we can honestly win the rest of the games. But will we win the rest of the games? Not if there's not any changes made. And you can't add three assistants and just start the quality control aspect now. It's not going to happen. The infrastructure is already built. You're not going to add to it. There, I honestly don't know what could change. And I'm really surprised to hear your thoughts on the concepts and Bill O'Brien's play calling is okay in your mind. I, that that part of, I was completely shocked by today. Um, you know what? Some people have asked me to put some more things up on Patreon. I'll put it up and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Bill, Bill at the heart of it, Bill O'Brien's offense is actually pretty simple. He just he asks a lot of different players to run a couple of different routes. Okay. So they'll essentially run the same play over and over, okay. but at a different looks. Okay. So it's easier on the quarterback. Right. It's, it's a little bit harder on receivers than what they're used to. Easier formations, right. And usually those concepts have option routes built in. Mm-hmm. So if somebody lines up on your right, you go one direction. If they play zone, you go one direction. If they play man, sure. you go one direction. Right, right. It's, and it's just making sure. It's this, the, is where, this is where it's it gets... Same Patriots. It's the Patriots. Right. This is the illusion of where it gets Correct. complicated. The problem is... Offensive weapons-wise, right now, the only two that it looks like there's any trust is Fuller and Hopkins, and both of their routes are long-developing. And and usually you, the quarterbacks are, are taught to read from deep in. And with the amount of pressure that we're getting, I mean... If we had an offensive line... And if Watson was able to process what he's doing a little bit quicker, and it's we sh- we see glimpses of it, it's like yeah, we can still roll, we can still get going, and then Watson can do enough with his feet that even when there's not something there, that he can get something going. But we need one more, we need one more player on offense to step up. Somebody else has to step up, gain Watson's trust. It's got to be one of the tight ends, or ru- one of the running backs, or somebody that he can trust on those quick plays when the line is just falling apart. And he's got to be able to do that enough that it takes, starts to take some of the pressure off so our outside receivers can actually get, you know, throw a route. Our offense seems to work best when they move Hopkins to the slot. Yeah, and Watson can, quick enough. Watson can throw that slot pass all day long. That's what he should be throwing. That's what and worked last year. And it sets up a lot more when they do that. Absolutely, But that still goes back that even if you're throwing it to hop over and over for eight yards at a time, you still need somebody else to eventually go to. And that's part of the reason right right now we kind of bogged down in, 
and in the red zone. Oh, excuse me. Well, they're not going to let Fuller beat them. They're not going to let Hopkins beat them. Somebody else has to step up. I get it, but it's not working. Right. Like, uh, that's fine. The concept can be fine, but the concept is not working and it's not being executed properly. And if your two options are the longest developing routes in in a play and you have no offensive line and you know you have no offensive line, that should be scrapped. Yeah. Like, if you're this offensive guru, it shouldn't be very hard for you to switch to what you need to switch to to play to the, the strengths of your player. I don't feel like that's too much to ask. That concept, it sounds like it's the perfect concept for when you have a perfect team. <laughs> it's not even necessarily having... I know. I was being uh, uh, I was right. being exaggerative. But it's not about being perfect. It's about having certain players and it's, having a good O-line, which we've not had right. for three years. It's, so Yeah, and it's calling the right play at the right time. It doesn't sound like it's working. doesn't look like it's working. It's not working consistently. Okay. Either way... It's not working. We're not winning yeah. games. We're not winning. So at games. the end of the day, right. it's not working. Bill O'Brien no, I, has to change that no matter what. No, I agree with that 100%. He needs to call Bruce Arians right now, who's in CBS, and hire him as an offensive consultant. That's it. Lock him, Sean Ryan, in a room. Let Sean Ryan become the offensive coordinator so Bill can just let that shit go and let Bruce Arians and Sean Ryan figure out the offense that would be best for Deshaun moving forward and let Bill focus on what Bill needs to focus on, that's what I would do if I was Bill O'Brien. I would go to a coach who has pedigree, who is successful, and would most likely do it because Bruce Arians is football, always has been football, and they have a relationship. That's what Bill should do. Oh, I, That's what Bill should do, and he should start it now. I love Bruce Arians. I do, too. I, think I would. He, I, I agree. I, I wanted I, Bruce Arians. I did, too. I, I would have traded for Bruce Arians in Arizona. Yeah, I would have. I absolutely agree, one hundred percent. And if we're talking about a head or a previous head coach or a offensive guru, which I do consider Bruce Arians, and the skill set of Deshaun, they're they're perfect for each other. It's like the perfect marriage. Well, but it's that again would mean that Bill O'Brien would would be admitting that he needs help. And it's not going to matter. And he wouldn't take help from Arians because Arians' offensive philosophy is about a complete it's opposite. As, it's complete opposite. Right. It's complete opposite. That's why I said Bruce Arians. Yeah. Because it is. It's completely opposite. No, and, that, and it's going to take time to implement, and there's going to be a lot of bumps and a lot of obstacles. But right now we're 0-3. The only game I care about for the rest of the season is us beating the Cowboys. I could care less about any other game the rest of the year. I just I don't care about any other I game. just want to watch watchable football. Well, we're not. John, it's get the it out same of your head. complaint that I had towards the end of last year. Get just, it out of your head, John. After after Watson got hurt last year, when all I said is, I just want to watch watchable football. So I'm going to watch the games too much, probably. Um, I'm not. I'm done. I've sunk too much time on them. I used to love Tuesdays. All 22 comes out. Not doing it. I say I'm not doing it. I'll You'll probably do it. do it tomorrow. You'll do it. But it doesn't matter. I, 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 I don't know, John. I really don't know. But Bill O'Brien's not going to change anything. So what does it take for Bob McNair to come down and fire him, in your mind? <clears throat> it won't be till the end of the season. No matter what? No matter what. You think they go 0, 0 and whatever, 0 and 12? Because this Yeah, team, it still won't be till the end of the season. Really? 
Yeah. Will it happen at the end of the season? Let's say we win two games. We win two games. In my right mind, I cannot see McNair keeping him. Um, the patient, the most patient owner in the league, by the way. Yeah, I agree. I think that if also Gary Cooper... Also, Gary- $20 million if he does. I mean, I actually had this thought, thinking about it earlier. What would it have taken to actually fire Kubiak? We if- saw it. Well, if Kubiak didn't have health issues, I believe that... He would have been fired earlier? No, I think they would. He, would, he wouldn't have gotten fired if oh, he didn't really? have health issues. <clears throat> I think that if he didn't have health issues and he stuck with Case, even if the record ended up the same, he doesn't get fired. Hmm. I think he get buys himself another season that way. And then we probably would have ended up with... I don't know. Either way... Um... I'm just at this point. I think Bill O'Brien is a very intelligent coach. I do too. Sometimes I think he's too smart. I think that he honestly just does need to be humbled. And losing isn't going to humble him. No, losing his job is. And then we're going to look and see when he gets hired again that why couldn't you just do that here? Right. Because that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. No, that's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to fall flat on his face. Oh, we said that two and, years ago. <laughs> and he's right. And we've been saying it from the beginning. As soon as he falls on his face and has to pick himself up off the, the sidewalk, that's when he realizes, hmm, I get it now. And then he's going to go to Cleveland or uh, Denver or wherever, and he's he's going to be a successful yeah. coach. We're, we're going to be his Cleveland the way Belichick was at Cleveland. You're exactly right. Yes. You're exactly right. Where they have to learn lessons on – not even necessarily leadership, but management. It really sucks, because, dude, because here's I, here's the absolute crazy thing: he hasn't lost the locker room one bit. I don't believe that. He's got he may be losing some that. coaches, but he hasn't lost the players. I don't believe that. I actually, on, I believe now, based on like the interviews of the players and how they're talking, I think there are some players that are not they are not there anymore. I truly believe that. I've never seen some of the players talk the way they talked yesterday. And uh, honestly, even DeAndre, especially DeAndre, just watch, just watch the interview and then watch how he talks, watch his body language, watch the way he reacts. Even JJ, dude. No, I think that was just, they're tired of losing. They knew they were going to lose. They don't buy it. They don't buy it anymore. I, they've been, they've been buying I, They've been buying, they've been drinking from that hose for five years now. And they haven't gotten any further. I just watching it from. Granted, I haven't watched full interviews. I just watched snippets. They still seem bought in. Mm. I disagree with you on that. They do still seem bought in. What? They seem, what have they said they are done that makes you think that in the interviews? They are coming across as frustrated, but that not is. frustrated with the coach. They're frustrated with other players. And what will be interesting this year... I'm not year, a psychic, I can't tell you. That's like... That's a jab. That's a jab. That's my coach should be able to tell you. But I can't, because I'm just a wide receiver. That's a slight I, jab. May not be a full jab. I don't... Again, I... I one of the things that I always try to avoid is trying to read other people's minds. Well, 
That's we're in the business of speculation and <laughs> and 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 guesses, as you can see that people I, want us to trade for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, yeah, we should trade for Le'Veon Bell. You think we should trade for Le'Veon Bell? Think it'll help this team? This year would help us, but it would hurt us long term. Yeah, because he's great at pass protection. <laughs> he is. No, he's a great. Pa- he's, no, he is. He's he, great in pass protection. He would be exactly what we. He would get the offense jump started. Would you trade Clowney for Bell straight up? Clowney for Bell straight up? Actually, I was yeah. a, I was asked that question today. That's why I'm. Asking. Yeah, I, would. I don't necessarily think that that you would. Mm-hmm. I would too, just because I'm thinking from the contract aspect, it's going to be less, and I do think that he can make a bigger impact. Yeah, I think I Bell would, can make a bigger I, impact than Clowney, and I well, think I think I think Pittsburgh would entertain it because. Add Clowney to J- TJ and Bud Dupree and the rest of the players on that defense, and I think you you probably have a decent defense now because they don't have a decent defense now. Yeah. Neither do we right now. No, we don't. We sure don't. We have the Honey Badger and JJ. Those are the two players we have on our team right now. I and hate bring him at safety whenever he plays safety. I hate could have would have. Yeah. But here's here's the thing. Our our window. It's it's closing. For the because of the defense, and for them to have the opportunity to be good is yeah. about is about shut. Um, and our offense, I think it's shrinking because I still think there are parts of the defensive formula that aren't clicking yet. Like I don't think we've seen Merck yet at Merck level. We've I don't think we've seen Clowney at Clowney level yet, and I don't think we've seen BMAC at BMAC level yet. You take those three players and get them where they should be. I think that defense window is still right where it was. The problem is we just can't see it all together. Right. And the problem is we have no corners. We are so... It's the whole reason why I want to trade Clowney in general. Like, literally. We have zero corners. Right. We have zero corners. We we, we have Colvin in the slot, and that's it. And that's not even for me. I'm not even shitting on Jonathan Joseph, because I still think, and I saw it yesterday, he can still cover. He's still a solid corner. He the should, dude is 34. Yeah. This is not like this is most likely his last year. You trade Clowney now for at least a first and a second. You have two more corners you can literally add immediately to your defense. And they're young. I disagree with trading Clowney for draft picks. I know you do. We already had this. Yes. Discussion. Let's not rehash it. <laughs> it was like 45 minutes last week. Yeah, because if we trade Clowney for draft picks, that means we have both our offense and our defense is rebuilding. And you want to you want to get think, things yes. You think that means that our defense is rebuilding because one player who has not been on the field but 65% of the time in his time in the league that's a rebuild yes. on defense by one player. Our defense needs That's crazy to me. Well, seriously, like seriously think about what you're saying. But we've only it, if Watt, Look how young our defense is. If Watts stays healthy, yep. we legitimately only have maybe two more years of him, even if he stays healthy. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So if you bring in two corners, uh, by the time most corners work out, most, oh, it takes two. Most first-round corners work out. It takes two to three years yeah. for them to turn into something. Correct. Sometimes it doesn't, but yeah. Sometimes there's some that. Cleveland. Yeah, well. I'm just saying. I, yeah. just, I want to make sure every scenario is out there. I'm not saying you're wrong. You are right. right. It and, does and, take time. But there are some Jalen Ramseys and and, um, 
And the dude in Cleveland. I don't know and the name. dude in Buffalo. And the dude in Buffalo. And the, the dude in Tennessee, Adore Jackson, who actually could play some too last year. So I think we're starting so, to see it somewhat. But, but you most even, likely even, yes, even you with are all correct. of them except that's four out of the. You they know, take they take the leap the second year. That's four so, out of like the twenty. So you're right. We give up Watt, and if you've traded right, because Watt won't be a pass rusher in two years. How old's, old's Watt? Twenty nine, right 30. this year. He's thirty this he's year. He's thirty. Going to be thirty this year, or he's thirty right now. Um, I think he turns thirty this year. Because good defensive ends play until they're about thirty four at top tier. I just Julius but Peppers not, is like thirty nine, and he's still not as a quarterback. Not as an every down type player. If he's a, spe- if, a he tur- if he turns into like a specialist, he's a two down guy. And then we still have to find other. If he turns into a two down guy, we still have to find additional linemen. Maybe I don't know. So Blackson either like either, e- either way, that turns in that turns into a rebuild. But you're you're forming the whole defense on one position group. You're literally saying it's a defensive rebuild when we're talking about D line only. You're not talking about the linebackers who are all young. You're not talking about the safeties who are all young. I'm talking about our lack of pass rushers. Okay, so don't say defensive rebuild, though. But that's what what it turns into because you have to have a pass rush. I disagree. In this league? You prefer, yes, and I think we still would. With Merciless and Watt for the next, I think Watt's got three or four years. If he stays healthy, I think he's got three or four years of 10 to 15 sacks a season. I mean, I hope and pray, but I don't think so. And then Duke Etchevor is coming into his own. We don't know what he is, but he's shown that he he shows that he's good. Merciless hasn't knocked off the rust. He's 29. He was the year after Watt. Blackson looks like a player. But here's the thing. We just need... DJ Reader. <laughs> 24. We just need corners that can pay, play the position at replacement level. But... At the same, t- but that's fine. But then you're just going to continue to have replacement level corners. And if, if that's how you're going to play your defense, that's what we had right now. But that pass rush won't be intact forever. Exactly. Corners play longer than defensive linemen. I don't if, agree. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and just say, "Yeah, you're right, John." If I don't agree, I don't agree with you. You're calling a defensive rebuild based on one position group when you have the youngest linebacking core in the in the league. You have the youngest safety group in the league. We don't have the youngest safety. Yes, group. we do. With with Tyron, 26, and Justin Reed, who's 21. We've only got Tyron signed for one year. Well, he's got to be signed long term, and he will be. You, you hope. I think we will. And if he doesn't, we still have Kareem, who's like 27. Justin Reed, older than that. He was taken after Merciless. Or uh, at the year Merciless, right? Either way, let's say he's 28. He's a safety. Didn't they extend Charles Woodson's career by like five years by moving him to safety? He played until he was 37. I just don't understand how you can say a defensive rebuild when we're literally talking about a player who is not on the field for you. He's 30. Kareem Jackson's 30. Okay, so he's 30. So he's got six more years as a safety. Maybe two or three. Based on the annual... He doesn't have... Google average playtime for a safety. And then, let's see. And Honey Badger's 26. JJ is 29, turning 30. Okay, so still four years. And Clowney's 23 going on 40 because of his injuries. And Tyron Matthew is 26. Correct. 
So you have so, eight years of Matthews if you kept him. We've no corners. If you're you're being extremely optimistic that all you're being extremely like aggressive saying though like you said defensive rebuild. Yes. Even though we still potentially would have three or four years of merciless Watt, Blackson, DJ at, Reader, Duke at four is only twenty one. At like, what level? I don't know, but how do you know what we're gonna have based on our draft? Like we're still talking about three more years because, of drafting too. Plus you're getting other usually, six back. What usually happens in the life cycle of a team is one either your offense gets really good or your defense really good, and they don't really always match so up. So tell me about that life cycle as a Texans fan. <laughs> Which life cycle has it been? It's offensive, been defense, defensive, defense. or is it only been, my point exactly? Except for we find a year talent. and a half of offense. We find a defense. We find defensive talent is what I'm saying. Are we sure we're going to continue to? Yes, we will because that's what we do. Because here, here's we have just gone on a way long tangent. Where essentially my point. It doesn't was, matter. Next year we're going to have a new head coach, so it's not even yeah. going to matter at that point because the philosophy is going to change completely. So at that point, honestly, what I can't we, tell you. What we have on offense and what they're starting to build around Watson is we were hoping that Watson could continue his otherworldly play and elevate that group. But if he just takes the normal developmental time, if he takes developmental time similar to Andrew Luck, then the offense will start to be able to carry the team towards the end of next year. And so... We go from having, if we trade Clowney and we have to bring in more players for the defense, that puts the defense, it puts the defense essentially another two years back because you're, you're losing a pass rusher to gain two more, two more developmental corners. Mm-hmm. Now, you never know free agency. Essentially, right now... You never know in anything, I guess, is what yeah. my point is. You don't know with anything. You may draft right. a corner that's immediate. You, you may, may steal a defensive end in the fourth round that's clowny-esque. You may... There's so many unknowns that if right. you're so going to you bet so on you, one player... But you're giving up a crazy. Kno- but you're giving up a known for unknowns. You're giving up a known injury-riddled defensive player who is not good when his hands are out of the dirt. You're giving false up, or no? You're giving up a known? Is that true or false? He's average when playing outside linebacker. Based on production, is he average at outside linebacker? He's not average. A little above average. Fair? But if they put him out of position and they're trying to get him run, sometimes he just looks lost. But that's the guy you guys want to keep around, even though it's the one piece on our team that could literally garner us a fucking future. Literally. Where is this magical trade coming from? I'm not saying it's a for sure thing, but why would you not want to at least see if there's a potential for if it? If there was actual legitimate... If he's as good as all of a, you guys say, there would be one. If there was a legitimate trade market out there for him... We just saw it. What? We what just we saw see? it with Mac. Everybody wants to glamour that Clowney's this next transcendent player. If that's accurate and everybody wants to say he's so disruptive, why would he not be traded for if he's that good. Because you look at how well that's that's working out. What do you mean? For for who? For a shitty head coach in Oakland? I know it's very, Let's be very, real. It's very, very early to say to tell. Well, we also that, don't know who, what they got yet. But Oakland's been dragged already been dragged through the coals. They've got to turn those picks into something. That offense sucks balls too, by the way. Yeah. 
The whole team sucks in Oakland. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, all I'm saying is, is we we were you guys are it's, saying who would trade, who would trade. Well, if he's that trade? good, but if he's as good as everybody makes him out to be, wouldn't everybody want him, John? Isn't that the way the league works? It's very rare the teams give up want to give up off or those first round picks. I think that it would have been more likely that we could have traded him before Matt got traded. Oh, I think Mac set the standard that things like that can happen. Now he's not going I think to get you what Mac I think, got I think, at all. I think he's the, nowhere I think near the, the player. Exact of opposite. He's not as good as Khalil. I think it is the exact opposite. I think Mac getting traded like that, and the Heat, the Oakland office has gotten the criticism for. Nobody's doing that trade until they see what those first round picks turn into. But are they are they getting heat in media land, or are they getting heat internally in in the NFL circle? Because all, all we know is what Ian Rappaport tweets. All we know How do you is know what, what Bill Belichick all we, all does? Bill Belichick is, does this with every player, does he not? All we know is what's being reported through the news. And, I mean, they all say league sources, so who really knows? But I, it's there's just it's not going to happen. There's not a trade out there for him. So then why, why is he so good then? Why are we having this argument? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to understand the logic because you guys are all so quick to shut it down, but you guys hold him on this high pedestal. If he's that franchise of a player that big, why would not one out of 32 teams want him? Bill Belichick trades every player that's a star. And it works for him. I'm not saying that we need to copy what they do because it's not always going to work. It's not always going to work. It's not. It's not always going to work. And we can easily miss because we're not the Patriots. We don't have the scouting of the Patriots. We don't have the infrastructure that the Patriots have. The likelihood that we fail in comparison to the Patriots, very, very high because they are just much better. But what I'm saying is, is if he is this great fucking player, why would a team not want to trade for him? Um, we're, we've... I'm asking. I just want to answer. Then we'll move on. If he's the trade, I think during, player, the, I think during the offseason, yeah, there would be a trade market. Right now, where everybody's screaming for the trade, right now, there's not a trade market. And there's not going to be a trade market until after the draft. Okay. And yes, there is other teams out there that would trade for him if he was on the market. But everybody's acting like we can just trade I'm right not, now. I'm not trying to act like that. I'm not trying to say there's a guaranteed deal in the works or even someone has called to see if Clowney's there. All I'm saying is, is as a team, why would you not put it out there that we're at least listening? That's all I'm wondering. That's all I'm wondering. It's not about trading Clowney. It's about why would you not at least see what feel, put your feelers out and see what's out there. That's literally, that's that's literally been my whole argument this whole time. It's not even deal him. It's what could we potentially get back for him is all it is. The stupid people that say trade for a left tackle, you're a fucking idiot because they're not giving up a left tackle for fucking Clowney. Sorry. You're not getting a left tackle. It's not happening. You're not getting a cornerback. And you're definitely not in week three. Yeah. It's too early in the season for a team to say, yeah, you know what? Yeah, here's here's fucking Joe Thomas. It's not happening. And there's there's no extra offensive linemen out there. No, there's not. There's no extra good ones. There's no extra cornerbacks out there. No, there's not. The only time we signed Sharice Wright for a reason. Yeah, the only time that somebody gets moved like that is they have to have personnel. They have to have. I agree. I agree. So, anyways, so everybody understands. That's literally all I'm saying is, is I'm not saying trade him. I'm just saying why not try to figure out if there is a market for him. Is all I'm saying. Because if there is potentially, why not entertain the idea? 
so everybody can understand what I'm saying. Because I guess I got lost in it. Anyways, this team fucking blows, John, and it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. We're going to lose to Indianapolis and Indy because we do anyways. We've won two games as a franchise in Indy. We're, and Andrew Luck looks fine. So that game's going to be bad. Their defense actually looks somewhat good as well. So expect a loss there. Can this team turn it around, though? We should be able to. Not what I asked. Right now, we're still, based on what is a DVOA, we're still a playoff team. I know, we, which is crazy. Yeah. we. According to that, we should be 2-1. and one. Well, I think according to what our eyes, we should be 3-0. and oh. Yeah. Am we've, I wrong? Based on what we've seen on film, should we be 3-0? and oh? Yeah. If you watch the clean drives where we're not, you know... I agree. It's mainly just penalties. I can even 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 deal with turnovers. Even the shitty throw, play calling. <laughs> throw out throw out the penalties. Yeah. And yeah, we should be okay. Yeah. Just nipping the penalties in the and I agree. This is at this point, this is the most frustrating Texans teams I've watched. What is crazy to me is yeah, this is the type of team that still has enough talent that we could go on a run. We could Easily be in a, cu- a couple of weeks, be back to three and three. Whatever is hap- what is a- whatever's happened before can happen or reverse. That yeah. whole thing applies to this team. I agree. We are still incredibly thin at offensive line and, and at corner. And but if we somehow not any better at corner either. At this point, they just I don't know. Just I don't know why Sheshery isn't at least called just up. Let That's him seriously. play. Why not? What's the what? How's it going to hurt? I, I I don't know. I at this point, Roderick Johnson at tackle. I don't know. Seriously, I'm I'm not saying he's a star. I just, right. I just don't know what he is. Just let him play. Be, yeah. He can't be getting. Maybe he won't get penalties. Well, every, <laughs> every now and then there's those those players that just come out of nowhere and perform. And at this point, just kind of cycle them in where where you know you need help. I mean, especially at corner. We it can't be any it. worse than what we have out there. It, no, it really can't. It yeah. really can't. And I want to see Cream at safety full time. So yeah, whatever he's you need, to, much much better at safety. Whatever you need to do to make that happen, make the move. I agree. No, I agree. It was um, yesterday was a rough day for me. It was really hard to just like forget. I can typically take the losses, and it's about an hour and a half, and and I don't want to talk to the kids or the wife. And then I'm back to normal, go get yogurt or whatever. But yesterday was like one of those days where I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Like I I literally felt like the wind was knocked out of me. The season's over and we're literally on the third week. It was just a, because they're not a good team. The Giants. They're not a good team. It's like, yeah, we're at this point where, we could go on a run, or we could win one or two games all year. This is where where we're at with this team. Both of those are completely realm of possibility. At this point, it's like I think I see the big picture, and, and I know what O'Brien's trying to do. Yeah, but it's taking it way too fucking long. And for me, I've always been able to deal with teams with less talent if they're well coached. 
Sure. If they're playing discipline football, he thrives play, in those situations. If we're playing assignments, I can enjoy teams like that. Right. Even even if they're losing, because you see. Sure. You, I agree with you. 100%. However, when you see sloppy football, players doing boneheaded, just boneheaded things, that just adds to the level of frustration. Even if you think that they have a plan and. Honestly, here's what's the crazy part. This is the first time since Bill O'Brien's taken over that I can really see which direction that plan's going. But it's just... It's just so incredibly frustrating to watch. When I think that there's some... They're not simple at this point, but at this offseason, they would have been simple fixes. Hire a couple extra coaches. Just... So they can do your will. Can we go back like nine months and pay Dwayne Brown? No shit. Does that look like a better move now? If we... Seriously, I'm asking you. I'm asking you a question. Do, do, you, do you think that looking back on it now, yeah, would that have been the right move is to Legitimately, pay him? We've had two players on our roster the past two years. If we kept both of them with what we have now, we wouldn't have any of these issues. AJ Bouye. Bouye and Brown. Yep. Those two, if they were part of this team... Which we could have afforded which both, they, by the way. Let's to yeah, be clear. We could afford both we of them. We could have afforded both of them. I just want to make sure they, people understand that. I am all for fire. Like I said, I was completely for firing Rick Smith for completely messing up those two. Yeah. Those were the two type... You keep those two players with, that, with this nucleus, we don't have these issues. I agree. The best you left... Both, you, every other move... Right now, keep those two. With those two players, that's when we were a quarterback away. Yeah. And firing Butler for saying that Boye was was a pro- a system or uh, a product of the system. I'm glad we kept him accountable. Letting Rick Smith walk for completely screwing up the Dwayne Brown situation. I'm glad we kept him accountable. And I think that I now think- we're at a point where what are we going to do to keep Bill O'Brien accountable? I think that. Dwayne would have gotten I don't think Dwayne would have been the way he was if we would have taken care of him early in camp prior to the season starting. I think if we would have signed him to the extension he wanted, I think he would I think he would have been quiet the whole time. I don't think he would I even the in the asylum comment, I don't I still to this day think that he would have just kept it moving. I think so. I think he would have kept it moving. Um I he said that he approached them saying that Houston was home and he wanted to stay here. And he would, said he was he wasn't even he was given a cold shoulder to that. Yep. Now, the way from the interviews that I, the Arian Foster interview, a couple of other Great interviews interview. from the newspaper up in Seattle. Yep. Hell, they didn't even have to sign him to an extension. They treated him like a man. Yep. Is the impression that I got. Yep. That's all he wanted. It's because he is a man. Yeah. <laughs> He's a person. And then Boye. I don't. You should have franchise tagged him. That's there's just no if and or buts. You don't let a corner like that walk away. I mean, he. You shouldn't be in a position where you can let Jacksonville have a tiebreaker. I agree. Those two players literally are are the difference makers on this team. You're 100 percent right. Well, those were the two that put us in a position where we were a quarterback away with what we have. Yep. Because those, those are now on this team now. Imagine both of them on our team right now. Yeah, we 
the everything that we just spent an hour fussing about, not issue. Yep. You have an above average corner and you have experience on the line. Both Davenport and Rankin would have gotten better playing behind Brown. One of them would have been able to have been brought around a little bit slower. And heaven forbid one of them got hurt. We're still all right. With one of those three. Because you would also have had Central Henderson as our... He would have been a right tackle. Without without having to worry about Kendall Lamb coming in. Yeah. And they don't want to play Kendall Lamb, obviously. But he's on our roster. I know. Like, seriously, are you kidding me? But they obviously don't do want, not want to play, play him. him. But he's on our roster. Austin Howard has to be better than Kendall Lamb. And he's on the free agent market. But he's not one of our guys, dude. I know. He's not one of our guys. That's exactly right. He's not our boy. We can't go have a beer with him after the game. I don't even think it's necessarily... It's not even necessarily having a beer with somebody no, after I the know. game. I was I, it's, being sarcastic. It's one of those... The the our guys with Bill O'Brien is... Even going back to what we were saying earlier, where you disagree with me, this is, I think, how he keeps the team bought in. Is he... They do feel as though he has their back. And he does allow players to play through their mistakes. But at some point, at some point, it's like, Bill, you got to, you got to be a little bit tougher with some of these players or hire some more coaches and let them be tougher with them. For fuck's sake, hire some more coaches. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I'm not excited to watch Sunday's game. This is the first time, seriously, in all the shit that we've gone through as a team. I always kind of count, like, look forward to Sunday. I'm just not excited about Sunday. Like, I'm like I'm not excited. And it has nothing to do with our record. If we would have lost those three games with effort and execution, then we just lost those three games. But, like, the way we're losing these three games, it's just embarrassing. We are literally the Browns right now. No joke. Because of the winning or the game that they won. We are now the last team to win a game. Sad. With the talent that we have. Yeah, that's actually that's actually the best part. We have way more talent. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. We have talent. So when you have talent and you can't win, there's really only one way to go. Like you I I can't think of a team that had this much talent and did not win. In the in, like seriously, it, I'm trying it, to think like it. It happens occasionally. It does, but I'm just saying it's very rare. Where te- there's, they and typically it's because shitty about, coach. You can always tell which team is about to make the leap in the NFL usually because they're the team that has the most losses by less than a touchdown. The following year, they usually make the leap, and the thing is, they learned how to learned how to win. Right now, that's us. We're on that recipe right now. Yeah. All right, well, before we finish up, I just want to leave you with a couple of numbers because just to put this in perspective, pulling up teams, first off, pulling up other teams where their coach is also the play caller, and then the Patriots and the Titans because they're also part of the Patriots tree. Remember, we have eight offensive coaches, including Bill O'Brien. Other teams with their head coach as the main play caller, Eagles have 13 offensive coaches. The 49ers have 12. The Rams have 10, including the head coach of each one. The uh, Titans have nine. The only team that has less than us is the Patriots with six. 
course. Of course they do. <laughs> and yet they're still like the least penalized team in the league every year. That's insane. Well, the Patriots also have it. It's still insane. No matter what you say, it's still insane. Well, with them, it's just a continuity. No, I know, but it's still. You're talking about six. That's insane. And Bill thinks he's Bill. Yep. Well, let's end this on a good note, John. I have a size large Deshaun Watson jersey that I want to give to a listener. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it. I got it. I wore it once and I realized I don't like wearing a man's name on the back of my uh, back. I feel very weird about it. I just don't like it. And I just don't like jerseys unless they're basketball jerseys. I don't like the way they fit. So, John, how should we do this? What would be the best way to give away a Deshaun Watson jersey? I know I put you on the spot and you're hating it right now. You're sitting there <laughs> sulking. John's more mad now than he was during the cloudy conversation because I put him on the spot. <laughs> Would you have given me, like, you know, a heads up I, so I could have brainstormed? I was going to. I was going to talk to you about Google Hangouts and all that stuff, too, but you were just like, all right, we're recording. I was like, oh, all right. Here we go. Usually it's like 15 minutes. I'm here. Get, and then we record. You get mad at me when we do that. What? What is you're I like, I'm mad? Because you're like, well, I wanted to save that for the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to talk about the game. I never want to talk about the game with you. I want to always talk about it on the podcast for that specific reason. Uh, all right. Let's do. Uh, How about this? Send us your suggestion suggestions on Twitter. Um. On how we should give it away? On how we should give it away. Okay. And then we'll announce it next week? Yep. And then we'll give it away based on that. See, that's why I put you on the spot. You're better than you think on your feet, John. Give yourself some credit. Just passing the buck, dude. Can we also go back to uh, the old song, please? Just don't ever play that song again. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever play it again. Oh, yeah. I don't ever want to hear it again. Part of me thought you wanted me to put Kill Shot up this week. <laughs> If you could, you technically actually can. There's no copyright infringement on that because he originally released it on Audio Mac. Um, So, yeah, if you want to play Killshot, that's fine. Uh, Whatever you want to play. I don't want to hear that song win again ever in my life, though. Um, All right. Well, guys, look. It's going to be a rough season. This isn't what we thought. This isn't. Oh, no. We can't go. His press conference yesterday. It is what it is, is what he said. Hey, Bill, I forgot what the question was. I think it was like, hey, Bill, how do you how do you fix the play calling or, you know, I just got to go back. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's the second. That's the second statement this year. That has come off that way. Not my job. It is what it is. And then today, because every Monday on Sports Radio 610, I don't know if he knows, but he does the coaches show. And Mark Vandermeer asks him questions and interviews him. He asked about the penalties. How could you fix that? Bill O'Brien's answer. No bullshit. You can find it on iTunes. There is a podcast and it's there for Texans All Access. He says, I don't know. No joke. If I have to, I will I will screen record the audio and I will tweet it out. He says, I do not know how to fix the penalties. 
kill shot. You can find Texans Unfiltered anywhere. Just Google Texans Unfiltered podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram. I'm actually doing a really good job of Instagramming for the first time. I think it's because I have nothing else to look forward to. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Houston FB Pod. Uh, and if you see me going at some people on Twitter, it's because there's just a ton of trolls and I don't like trolls. Uh, did you see Paul Galan and Pat Stag get into it today, by the way? Uh, that was awesome. That was great. I, <laughs> that was great. I thought I'm, it was actually, awesome. I'm actually on Paul's side. I am too. Listen, is it just me or does Pat come off very condescending when people ask him a question? He does, right? Yeah, he does. He comes off like he's so fucking irritated that somebody's asking him a question. Like he expects everybody's knowledge to be to where he's his is. And it's it's irritating to me. It's like I'm watching and I'm like, he's like, oh, yeah, what is this magic unicorn number for Clowney? I don't know. But something tells me a top talent's going to want a lot of money. Why? Because in free agency, top talent gets a lot of money. Just throwing it out there. Could be wrong. But he just, I don't know, he just comes off very dickheadish to, to the people that actually, like, respect him and want his opinion on things. It's So I agree with Paul. You're 100% right. Paul was like, yeah, fuck off, buddy. Like, that was a great question. And more media should be like that with Bill O'Brien, I think. If we were in New York, that's how every press conference would be. Well, I think Pat's point was whomever that was was going to lose their, their press pass. And Paul probably just did. I don't think so. He works for six ten. That's the home of the Texans. So maybe, maybe because so? that, that yeah that's you think that'll happen. That's I guess we'll find that, out. That would be the expectation usually from Texans media in the past. If it, they take it as kind of like disrespectful, really, yeah. So is that why Barry Warner's not there anymore? Yeah. Is it really? I don't know for a fact. But oh wow! I mean, it makes sense. So it's one of those, it's like, uh uh-oh, you got your intern to do that. Now your intern's not going to be able to come back. Gallant has maybe enough of a, that he, enough of a name that he might be all right. I like Gallant. I've always liked Gallant. He's a Boston guy too. That's why he doesn't, that's why he doesn't stand up for Bill O'Brien's bullshit. Yeah. Because he grew up like that. He knows. I mean, I like Gallant in doses, but he can, he can, he can wear me out sometimes. He can be somewhat of that like bro-ish, like frat douche for sure, but... He knows that, and he plays on it. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's aware. And I still have, I still have all the respect in the world for Pat. But dude, just chill. Just chill, dude. Just chill. Like you, you're you're the only good reporter we have. Like who else are we supposed to go for questions like that? Like as a fan yeah. of the team, like you've built up this audience. Like who else are they supposed to ask? John McClain at twelve fifteen on Wednesdays during the Chronicle chat. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Pat, Pat probably is the only one with enough built up that he could ask hard questions like that, and he won't because... Because he's scared. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to lose that. Yeah, again... And I, I get it, because I nobody nobody else has the background that he does, and he, I get that hesitation. Yeah, but you can word it in ways where it doesn't come off that way. Right. Like, if you know how to ask a question, it doesn't need to be so direct. It doesn't need to come off like you're attacking Bill O'Brien. Right. It can just be like, hey, you know, it, it's been a tough season... You know, obviously, there's a lot of doubts right now. What is your message to the fans? And yeah, I mean, that's literally all you have to ask. Pretty much. And I'm and not a, I'm not a press guy, but <laughs> I came up within 20 seconds. And it's one of those things that Pat could have just been like, dude, the ball's on that guy or something like that. Right. Yeah. But instead, he, yeah. And then he called him a puss. 
<laughs> Actually, I, I I respect Pat for doing. That. I thought it was funny. No, I thought it was funny. I was like, all right. See, At first, I was like, okay, Pat has balls. I was kind of surprised. When he first did it, I was like, dude, get off your high horse. And then his response back, was I was good. like, okay. It was good. Okay, see, you should have started Paul's off like that. Paul's response back, I thought was yeah. good, too, though. Yeah. That, yeah, it, that was classic. It was very entertaining. It, it, sometimes Twitter has its moments, and that was one of them. Yeah, I got caught in one last night. Did you really? I did. This dude just trolled me for like a saw. It was like a solid exchange for like 15 minutes, and I should have just never answered him in the first place, and I did, and it was it was just dumb. The guy's an idiot, and I should have just let the idiot be, but I didn't. So he came, he, he, he came to bat for Pat when me and Pat were having a conversation and just chimed in and then just like started to assume, and then it just kept going and kept going and kept going. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I'm literally in bed almost asleep, and like I'm still like checking my phone. He's checking his, and we're going back. It was just stupid. Anyways, uh, all right. Listen, guys, we love you. We're your moral support for the next year. Just know that we are here for you however we can be. Listen to us weekly. Go to, huh? What? All right. Go to patreon.com backslash Texans Unfiltered. John's over here making a mockery of me, I think. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll have the Deshaun Watson giveaway, uh, jersey giveaway next week. We won't be giving away Deshaun Watson. We will be just giving away a Deshaun Watson jersey just in case anybody got excited. Uh, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. When they had our backs up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure, we still got it done, man. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine. It's our time to keep it 100. So we're going to go out here and show them how true we are, baby.